Ladies and gentlemen, from the Smokies Baseball Park in Kodak, Tennessee, it's the Ed and Bob Show number 83. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Mr. Brantley, I love to hit the ballpark. Oh, boy. It's a little cold, though. A little cold. Wow. It's a beautiful park. It is. Now the man's on his way. It's too late to say goodnight. So good morning. Good morning. Some beams will soon shine through. It won't be long till spring training. I hope so, because it's right. freezing up here. We're at the ballpark <laughs> yeah. in Kodak, Kodak. Smokey's Ballpark, and man, it's cold. You know, here we are, almost a mid-December, and not a lot of baseballs being thrown around, but we wanted to get up here early and encourage you to get your season tickets for the uh, season coming up in, uh, what, April, I guess. Yeah, and you can pick the games you want to go to. You can go to all and just pick the ones. Just call Matt Graves up here. I mean, he handles my tickets for me. We have a great time at the Smokies Ballpark. He, he does a good job. Yes, he does a good job. Hot dogs and a popcorn soda and, and oh, you'll be all ready and good to go. ballpark in the world. It is. It's really nice. They've done such a great job up there. So, well, here we are, folks. This is the Ed and Bob Show. He's Ed, I'm Bob, and he is going to tell you what's coming up this half hour. Well, we're going to talk about some things in the news, also our questions of the day, and we're going to talk about our topic how many people are in prison mm. in the world? It's a, it's a crazy subject that we're going to talk about, and uh, so that's coming up for you. But right now, why don't we just, uh, but, well, before we get in the news, again, we, Ed and I want to mention that at the end of the year, we're going to do the Ed and Bob Awards, and we're going to do things like the, the man and the woman of the year, maybe the event of the year, or the people that made the biggest difference. In fact, you could help us invent an award, right, Ed? That's right. Yeah. Best grandmother of the year. Boom. I think it's a great award. Any of those. Any of them. Send them to us. Give us those nominations we'd love to hear them at the end of the show we'll tell you how you can send them in and i think it'll be great now here we are we're mid almost mid-december and this weekend ed the 14th 15th and 16th is the nativity pageant at the knoxville civic coliseum saturday and sunday at three o'clock and then monday night at seven o'clock and i'll be your narrator for the well, nativity pageant it's an all-volunteer effort isn't it it is this will be my first year doing it uh well, good. they uh, asked me to and i'm looking forward to it. it should be a really interesting event we've uh when i when my kids were young I used to take them to this every year, mm-hmm. and we always enjoyed it. It was just a wonderful event. Did you ever go? Oh, yeah. Beautiful, wonderful choir. Mm-hmm. Live animals. Yeah. Live, it's a live nativity scene, so it's it's very nice. So, anyway, that's this weekend. Well, I hope you'll attend, and that that is me. That will be uh, talk, doing the Say, narration. That's Bob up there. That is that guy. He mispronounced that word. All right, <laughs> so let's get into some news, Ed. You got any you want right. to talk about? Yeah, here's a crazy woman that kept her husband's body in the free for over a year his body yeah in the bedroom what did what did he die of don't know but she, she kept him in a freezer oh my in her bedroom. She just couldn't part without no. with him, could she? Say, I love you, honey. I love you. <laughs> Is that what your wife would do with you? Just Good freeze you and God keep you in the no. freezer? Are you kidding me? <laughs> my wife would say, I, was, I didn't know how long it was going to take. I'll be thrown in the backyard. <laughs> Bury him. Get out there with the dogs. 
Now, here's a, this is an interesting story. What do you got? This Arizona deputy yeah. tackled a 15-year-old boy mm-hmm. and arrested him, but the boy has no limbs, and it's on video. Now, this was back in September, and it's just now coming to court. But they, the, the He has pub, no arms or legs? No. And then that, why would he? I don't, I don't know. He has no limbs. Arizona public defender said he cried when he first saw the video that was released this Wednesday. Mm. The sheriff's deputy tackling and cursing at a 15-year-old boy who has no limbs. I don't understand how we as a society who have law enforcement officers who are sworn to protect and serve can treat the most vulnerable this way. Wow. I mean, these are children. That's amazing. I, I, I need to look more into that story. That's just almost unbelievable. Yeah, the teen has no arms or legs. And after releasing the boy, the deputy stands above the teen. This is all on the video. As he sits in the corner. And and the, and the deputy says, I'll rain my, raise my voice whenever I blah, 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 want to. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? He was wow. yelling at the team. <clears throat> Did he get fired or well, have we heard? I would, I would assume, but it doesn't say. Wow. Whew. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, talking about a downer there. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I mean, the news is the news is the news, isn't it? Well, it happens. You know, and here we are, you know, getting in ready going to the holidays. You'd think uh, there might be a little bit of uh, sensitivity in some of the uh, uh, arrests. Of course, I, I have no idea what the circumstances no, are. No, we don't. But this, this officer might be one of our prisoners. Mm. Wow. Coming up soon, I would imagine. Well, wow. All right, let's move along, Ed. We've right. uh, got to get this Sorry. show moving, and we get to do questions of the day. You always kick it off. What you got for us? All right, do you budget Christmas gifts? How much do you spend on Christmas gifts this year? You know, uh, we don't budget the whole amount. We just kind of do what we think is best. And we really, like for the kids and grandkids and all this and, and I don't sit there and say well I can only spend $22 on this person you know I, it's more of like is this the perfect gift and it may be oh. more or less yeah you so you do, so if you give one child a gift that's a uh, $30 mm-hmm. you don't use that figure for any other kids no uh, not really uh, okay. it's it's more of what is the perfect gift for that what we yeah. want to give that child yeah. and it's it's just not yeah it's never been about the price yeah uh, and I mean, there's been years where we've given uh, a, a child, you know, something that uh, was way too expensive. Mm-hmm. But we just felt like that year it was right to give them that gift at that time. Does that make sense? Well, kind of, but I, I don't know how the other children would feel. Well, we don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> we don't let them see the prices. <laughs> hey, uh, Dad, I'm checking the price on this thing, and uh, well, seems like I got the raw end of the it's deal. It's easy to check it these days, I can <laughs> yeah, tell you that. I guess so. Now, my wife's mother, yeah. who lives in Florida, uh-huh. she has the perfect answer to this. What's that? If she spends a dime on one of her children or grandchildren, she'll send all the rest of them a dime. You're kidding. No. I mean, she'll say, I bought so-and-so something, so I wanted to send you this. I mean, it'll be the exact same amount. Am right. I right? That's yeah. pretty well, That's pretty cool to me. Well, it's kind of scary to me. Well, I like it. <laughs> I like mean, it? Yeah, because I got a little safe check there, you know. If, yeah, that's right. If uh, somebody else is getting something and I, and I get you know $5 in the mail, I'm going to go, okay. Well, I don't I'll know what you, they got, but I'm going to get me I'll some. I'll tell you what it is. It's guilt. <laughs> is it? Yeah, <laughs> well, I, but you know, I think my mom has a little bit of, of that in the sense that, uh, not guilt, but uh, wants to make everything 
exactly even across the plane. Maybe that's a grandmother thing. I don't know. It could be. You know, but my mom does, like everybody's bag, she now gives them a bag at Christmas of stuff. The bags are exactly the same, height and everything. And there will be like, you can see where each part that's in the bag is kind of correlates with others. So I don't know. Well, that's good. It is. I got a question for you. Okay. How do you handle the holidays if uh, you have family members there that maybe don't agree on politics well i have family members every day that don't agree on politics <laughs> okay do you so, have democrats and republicans uh, yeah, and independents and, and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and people who don't like a certain candidate or something mm-hmm. like that i think uh, like my son the younger kids will be a different kind of uh, like my I think my, mm-hmm. my youngest son was a supporter of Bernie Sanders and I, and I for the sake of myself I couldn't figure it out but you know and then others I've got other family members that are Democrats mm-hmm. and then I've got others that are Republicans so it's is it best during the holidays just not to holidays not to even mention politics yes and it's also best not to mention religion so politics and religion, non-topics. That's isn't that what they've always said? Don't don't if you want to get along, don't, don't talk do about politics or that's religion. Right. Don't do it. Just just drop it. How do you not talk about politics well, now? Somebody true. always brings it up. Well, you could talk about. Well, there's a then lot. Then you got to defend things. your ground. What about the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> They're whacking people over the head with helmets. I know it. I know it. Well, I, I just I, I think that this holiday going into a presidential election. There's going to be a lot of disagreements. Oh, I agree. At the yeah. Uh, yeah. celebrations and so forth, and people should take Ed Brantley's advice. Don't talk about politics and religion. Don't do it. And you all will get along just fine. You just watch the NFL or the college football and enjoy yourself, okay? And eat all you can. Yeah, tell everybody what's coming up, Ed. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about how many people are imprisoned in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a lot, I'll bet. Probably a lot right here in America. And also, we got our uh, good things, too. Our sponsors and mailbox and complaints and all of that good stuff, okay? And you've got a sponsor. Why I don't do. you kick it off? All right, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And Ripley's Aquarium. These are all events. You know, Ripley's has something on every street corner in Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, the moving theater, 5D, haunted adventure, the mirror maze, Ripley's Old McDonald's mini golf, and Ripley's Davy Crockett mini golf. I haven't been to that one. I, yeah. I missed one. Davy, Davy Crockett. Crockett. Well, anyway, this, these, these are great kid events, and they now have so many... <laughs> So many animals that it's hard to believe because they, the penguins have been. Okay, we got the penguins from the Knoxville Zoo. I know they've got the penguins from the zoo, and and, mm-hmm. and you get to play with them and everything. And they have the petting pond. I guess that's what it's called. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can reach down and touch the animals and say that's a stingray. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Get up there and visit with them, and uh, you'll have a good time. You do it during the holidays, too, as uh, we roll along just a a couple weeks here from Christmas. Okay, Ed, let's get into our topic for today. And uh, maybe it's not a Christmas kind of topic, but how many people are in prison in the world? And I want to look at this not just by the world as well, but also the United States and then by state. Um, because it's a big topic when people talk about overcrowding of prisons. And I was wondering about this. Well, 
of course, I'm sure that China imprisons more people than anybody, right? They're the country that well, always imprisons everybody. Those are political prisoners. Well, there's some of that, too. Yeah. Here's the way it shapes up. The world okay. population, there's 7.7 billion people in the world, about 350 million people in the United States. Um, and it turns out there's more people incarcerated in the United States than any other country. 2.2 million people are in prison in the United States. In the entire world, there are 10 Point three million people imprisoned in the entire world. When you lay your head on the pillow at night, there are almost ten and a half million people that are in a little cell that cannot get out. Wow! And you might think about that because the world population has gone up, and there the population in prisons has increased even faster mm-hmm. than the world mm-hmm. population was there anything about this that struck you yeah i've noticed that most of the people incarcerated are in the south in the united states all the way across from georgia alabama mm-hmm. and most in louisiana missouri texas yeah louisiana and as far as in the united states louisiana uh, imprisons more people than any other state, and the, the state that is the least is Maine. I wonder if it's because of the difference in laws or the, you know, it, back when when uh, when we were younger, mm-hmm. you could go to prison for twenty years for having marijuana, and yeah. there are probably some people still in prison for that. I'm hoping they've gotten those people out. Uh, here's when I was looking at that. Of course, they were talking about the war on drugs really increased the population in the United States in prison because there was like no tolerance. You know, uh, three strikes and you're out, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, a lot of people went to prison uh, for drug-related instances. I hope, though, that by now, here's it's in my mind. Anyway, it's nonviolent offender. There should be another way to keep track of them rather than incarcerating them. Uh, but now, somebody that's selling drugs uh, to children, things like that, I don't have a lot of tolerance for that. Somebody that's really ruining somebody else's life, not yeah. just a use, somebody using it for mm-hmm. themselves. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I do. Um, that if you're ruining some other so person's life. So I guess life. the way they do that, though, is by the amount of narcotics that you're carrying. But, you know, it, there's no doubt about it. Most of the people that we that are in prison in the United States are black. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. I there's mean, no it's, question. It's an enormous amount. It's, I saw that the in one of these sheets. It, it is so uh, different. So it, it's it's... And also, the women in prison now is increasing. That's increased over 700% mm-hmm. in the last 20 years. Women in prison. I used to, it was just a movie you saw at the drive-in. <laughs> now it's like a reality. Whoa, baby. It's, it's, <laughs> Look at now that one. it's a reality. Yeah. Uh, black men experience the highest levels of incarceration in the United States. A 2004 study reported the majority of people in pri- sentenced to prison in the United States are black. Here's the thing that stuck out in my mind. Listen to this. This will really shake you up. Almost one-third of black men in their 20s are either on parole or on probation or in prison. One third. 
And it says the war on drugs played a big role in the disproportionate role of uh, incarcerating uh, African Americans. Uh, but you're well, right. Look at the map. I mean, the South is uh, really and, and that's that's a black population, and they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't have access. To, they didn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. so they had to depend upon some type of lawyer that was donated, mm-hmm. and that certainly hurt their case. And then on top of that, you know, you if you're white and you have money, you're probably not going to go to prison. Well, that's that's a sad statement, but uh, I hope we're getting away from. Uh, that uh, I mean, I hope we are. You think so? Well, I, I hope we are. You know, I saw a great thing the other day online. It was, it was, um, had like five um, uh, Labrador retrievers. Yeah. And they were all five completely different colors. One of them was white, one was black, brown, red, all that stuff. And it said, uh, you know, get over bigotry. We are all exactly the same. <laughs> well, that's true. And all these dogs are all these different colors, yeah. but they were all. Little, and I that's thought true. that was, you know, I'm hoping we're a, a world and maybe a, a country that's slowly, if, you know, making strides in that. Uh, you know, uh, bigotry and things like that. I don't know how we got off on that topic, but well, I know how we got off. But we got off on it uh, is taught. I think when a child is born, they're not prejudiced about anything. No, it's a learned experience. Right. So. Anyway, can I mention this? Because um, I, I imagine a lot of people are thinking about it. How does the state of Tennessee, because that's where we're from, rank in the United States in incarcerating people? Uh, we're number 12. Out of 100,000, for every 100,000 people in the state of Tennessee, we incarcerate 960 people. Louisiana is at 1,420 for every 100,000. And Maine is the least with only... 350 people per 100,000 people. Now, a lot, a lot of that comes from the judges. <clears throat> oh, that's yeah, true. it depends on the judges. It depends on the laws. And it depends on the, the uh, circumstances and the environment that these people come up in. And, and it, it, but it's true. And there was something else in here. That, now that you brought that up, that I want to mention before we get out of this topic. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, but unless you've already read it. Um, are there more federal prisoners, state prisoners, local prisoners, or uh, immigration prisoners, or Native American prisoners in the United States? Well, what do you what? Which one of those categories do you think is uh, has the most? I would think that there would be more state prisoners. You're right. It is. There's more state prisoners, and then I think local. Uh, was followed that up, mm-hmm. and then um, I think the, it, the federal I, system is, is it's not as it's not as bad as you may think. No, huh? Uh, and then the uh, the other ones, um, the, there was a lot. There was there was like twelve hundred. Uh, oh, another one, military. There's about fifteen hundred military prisoners. I think there was, and then um, there was about twelve hundred. And uh, reservation prisons and Native Native Americans. Most of that, I think, is drugs. The same thing's true of the women. That's why there's such an increase in women. They're not out committing crimes. It's it's drugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. Um, there are one million three hundred sixteen thousand people in state prisons, which is the most mm-hmm. in the United States. Six hundred fifteen thousand in local. 225,000 in federal prisons, 48,000 in youth correctional facilities, 
34,000 in immigration detention camps, 22,000. I don't know what involuntary commitment is. Is that mental? I guess yeah. 11,000 in territorial prisons, which, uh, again, I guess that's uh, San Juan and all these other places. Uh, 2,500 people in Indian country jails and 1,300 in military. I actually thought more people were in military prisons yeah. than, than that. Only 1,300. Or 13. Was it 13,000? 13. It was only 1,300 yeah. in military. Is that Leavenworth? Yeah, that's the main prison, but they, it could be anywhere. I mean, could, if you're in the brig, you're in yeah, the brig. You're in the brig. It could be, you could be at ships at sea. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right, we got to move along. And right. uh, one thing I also want to mention, if you don't mind. Here's an interesting uh, tidbit: ninety-five percent of all prisoners that are in prison in the world will eventually be released. Yeah. And of those, seventy-five percent will return to prison. Mm. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no rehabilitation to speak of in prison. The rehabilitation happens out of prison. Like the the gentleman who owns the, um, oh gosh, what's the name of the company? Master Dry. Mm -hmm. He sold his company, and he's going to take all of that money, those millions of dollars, to help in prisoner reform. Mm. And that's, but he was a former prisoner. Well, obviously, if three-fourths are returning to prison, there yeah. is no rehabilitation going no, on. No, there's not. There's no help. And there never has been. So, it, 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 you know, it would be better to truck these people or bus these people to a high school and let them learn a trade. Of course, they're not going to do that, but it would be something else that would help it. Well, 75% going back to prison. It just, we're not doing it right, obviously. All right, Dan, we got to move along. We've got to, um, we've got the mailbox coming up. I've got a sponsor before that, and you're, uh, you're going to tell everybody uh, what our next show is going to be about, will you? All right, I'll be happy to. Our next show is going to be a wonderful event, Songs Used to Tell a Story. What's the greatest story songs that you know about? That'll be fun. All right, Ed, uh, athletes need a full night's sleep to ensure their bodies always recover. If you work and play like an athlete, like me and Ed, you need a solid night's sleep, too. Time to lay down and check out the latest M. Lilly mattresses. M. Lilly foam and hybrid mattresses are the most comfortable mattresses you will ever lay on. Find out why their customers are raving about these beds, and they'll even ship it to your door. M. Lilly USA.com is where you can find a retailer near you, or you can go to their national headquarters showroom there on Kingston Pike and Farragut next to the Fresh Market. M. Lilly. M. Lilly will improve your life. <laughs> All right, Ed, open up well. that mailbox, All buddy. All right, buddy, here we go. Rusty from Jellico. Where did Jellico get its names? You know, I looked this up, and yeah. uh, it's kind of cr- nobody really knows, which is yeah. kind of crazy, yeah. unless you think you know. No, I don't. Uh, there's like four different versions. One says came from the coal mine operation, um, uh, Jell- uh, Jellico Creek, and then there was one said there was a plant called Angelica. <laughs> That grows abundantly near in the Jellico area, and people liked it. And uh, then the Jellica name or name came from Angelica. And then some people said it was like messed up from Teleco, yeah, from the old maps because they found maps from Jellico that had the name Teleco on it. And then um, here's the one I don't like. <laughs> Says there's a Jellico family that was renowned in England, and Admiral Jellico was <laughs> he lived in that area, and they thought maybe they got his name, the name from that. So, 
What's well, your answer, Ed? Well, the post office that was established back in 1878 called Jellicoe Smithboro. <laughs> so, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. But it, you know what? It, if you look at the years, 1800s and things like that, and yeah. this is, I mean, this is on top of the mountains. Yeah, oh, Jellicoe is. is way up there at the Kentucky border. You got to admit that these people did not speak correctly sometimes. Hey, you going down the store? Would you give me a little pack of. <laughs> you know, it, it, anything could have happened, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I, we don't have an answer for you there, Rusty. No. Sorry. What else you got, Ed? Pick one. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Here's the next one. All right, Stan from Fountain City said, didn't there used to be a trolley that ran from downtown Knoxville to Fountain City? The answer is yes. My father drove that. You're kidding me. No. He drove it? He drove it. For how long? Well, not very long, but... Really? Yeah. I got a picture of him. That's cool. You know, they said that that... um that helped the residential development of North Knoxville with that line. Well, that's why KUB went north instead of west. Really? Yeah. They'd they be better off going west. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't have a train line. Then. But this was this is this was called a streetcar, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's they had what was called a dummy line. That's a real train that was connecting Knoxville to Fountain City. That was in 1890. This was not my dad. Mm-hmm. But the train and the trolley was replaced in 1905, ran along Broadway, Fountain City, and other areas north of Sharps Ridge that were annexed in 1962. So it was way out there back then. Yeah, that's right. It was way out there. That's true. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can, you know, I remember where they have dug up some of those roads. They find the uh, old um, the track. railroad tracks, yeah. too. There. So, All right, Ed, um, that's it. Um, I and like your dad, I want to see that picture when you okay. you have it. I want to see that picture oh. sometime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you, you make, you, oh, she wants to see it, too. I thought she had it. I thought, man, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, this is the Ed and Bob Show. Ed, if you will, tell everybody what's coming up for the next show. And this, let's get into some complaints. All right, the next show coming up, we'll be talking about music, songs that used to tell a story, and what's the greatest story song ever, okay? All right. Now, complaints? You've got a complaint. Well, and this has been brought up before, okay. but I think it's very true over the holidays. Mm-hmm. If you're going to visit someone in some other city, some other state, and you go to McGee Tyson Airport and book your ticket, mm-hmm. you're going to get the shock of your life. Mm-hmm. It will be, I mean, it will be unbelievably expensive. And it's not because it's the holidays. It's because of this airport here. And I don't get it. I don't either. I mean, third most expensive in the country. Mm-hmm. Knoxville Airport. And a lot of people are planning on flying over the holidays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would reconsider if you... Well, would you, well, let me ask you this. Would you go to another city like Tri-Cities or Chattanooga or yes. Nashville or yes. Atlanta? And... I think Nashville and Atlanta are the best. Now, mm-hmm. Atlanta, the airport's on the south side, so it takes a little maneuvering to get there. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta's very... Hospitable. I mean, yeah, the parking is easy. Mm-hmm. They take you right to the gate. It's very nice, and it's it's a lot less expensive. They have oh. lots of planes. Well, I, I think we need to c- keep complaining about that. And th- there's no reason we're third most expensive uh-uh. in the country. Not and, and Nashville doing so well. It's no no, no reason. No, no, no reason. At all. all right, Ed, I got a complaint for you. Seems to me, kids, because we're getting ready to get Christmas here, and uh, kids have too many toys sometimes. What? 
Yeah, they have too many toys. No. And then you, you, we've got the the big blue barrels, you know, yeah. collecting toys. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better if everybody, instead of buying their kids a whole bunch of toys, maybe one and then put one in the blue barrel? Oh, you're feeling a little warm and fuzzy. Well, maybe that's it, because you get in this time of year, you get warm and fuzzy. But I don't know. It just seems like I've seen, you know, kids oh, that have gosh. so many toys, they don't even have time to play it. Like, you know, we'll put yeah, those up for a few months until yeah, we have yeah, time. Right. But you know how... Uh, with my children who are grown now, but mm-hmm. we used to go to Toys R Us and walk around the aisles, mm-hmm. and then they could pick out a few things. We would write it down, mm-hmm. and then they'd come back and buy it. Mm-hmm. Now they mail these catalogs to the house, <laughs> and the kids go through and mark them and fold the pages down, and they say, this is what I want. And they don't say it pleasantly. I mean, this is what I want for Christmas. It's kind of like me and you when we get the Sears catalog out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom, I got this thing circled here just in case. Uh, yeah, you didn't see it there. That's why I used to always go through the Sears catalog. That was the selection process for Christmas for me. Yeah, that's how you you know. All right, did um, what else? We, we got to move along here, man. It's getting late. Oh, tell everybody how they can listen to the show. All right, go on the internet and go to edandbob.com, and you can listen there. And you can also make comments there, and you can also make suggestions and nominations for the for our uh, contests that we've got going on too. So go to edandbob.com. Or email Ed and Bob at yahoo.com. Oops. No, that's good. No, no, no. Tell them. Tell them how they can tell us All those right. nominations and stuff. Yeah, that's what we want you to do. And also, you can download on the Apple Podcasts the app, the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. Alexa, in your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn, and then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you what you want to hear. Ed and Bob. Boom. Just like that. You can also follow us on social media if you'd like. Twitter is uh, Ed and Bob at not Ed and Bob Knox. Ed Brantley or Bob Thomas Knox, and we are on Facebook. But help us with those nominations like Ed was talking about. We, we, we want to make sure at the end of the year we, we acknowledge the people or the businesses or the institutions that have done a, a great job in 2019 and made a difference, not only in our community, but in the state of Tennessee, maybe all across the America or maybe in the world. We want to hear from you, okay? So, Ed, anything you want to apologize for before we get out of here? Well... No. <laughs> it is that time of year for it your apologies. Yeah, I know it, it won't do any good. Next time, we're going to talk about songs you used to tell in a story. What's the greatest story song that you know of? I think it'll be fun. I mean, you yeah. know, um, um, Ode to Billy Joe was a great story song. Oh, yeah. The well, Gambler and yeah, things like that. Yeah. So we'll go over some of those. Also, a business shout out. We got another one, Ed. Pioneer right. Heat and Air. Good people. Good people. Gordy out there at Owens yeah. Pioneer Heat and Air. Gordy Noe and uh, uh, all the folks. Folks out there, Mike Connolly, and uh, we just thank them so much for listening. Appreciate everything they do for all the people in East Tennessee. And this weekend, please come to the Nativity Pageant. It'll be going on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at the Knoxville Coliseum. I'll be your narrator. There you be fun. Thanks, Ed. See you next time, brother. Okay. I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in the boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just to be given, my life is gonna be beautiful.
full of sunshine enough to spread It's just like the fella said Tell me quick, ain't love a kick 